Hello everyone, hope you are well and have had a great week. Today is a really good episode. I chatted with Max Spranger from Germany. Uh, he is a four-time Ninja Warrior uh, Germany or German Ninja Warrior competitor. Has uh, made the finals every year he's competed. Uh, he's also was on Ultimate Beastmaster with a uh, good friend uh, Mozzie and a uh, new friend uh, Corbin. Uh, he actually came second in the in Beastmaster, so he, he is really a beast. And uh, he's got a rock climbing background, and it was really great having a chat with him, getting an understanding of how uh, the different Ninja Warrior franchises work, you know, some of the things he's dealt with. And um, I think it's 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 amazing that uh, it's a good lesson that, you know, even at the highest levels of athleticism, you can still have self-doubt. And I think that's a very valuable lesson I learned chatting with Max. So I really hope you enjoy this interview. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, uh, please consider being a Patreon member. It will really help me out and help me uh, be able to grow the podcast and reach more people. So now to the podcast. All right. Awesome. Um, Max, thank you for coming on to the podcast, man. I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and obviously, yeah, thanks to Corbin for uh, setting this up. Um yeah, no, I, rem- I remember watching. I remember watching from Beastmaster, um, but I just i uh, I didn't put a name. I didn't put a name to it, so it was a super impressive season, man. Um, so tell me, tell me, sort of about your your history, your training history. What uh, you started off, or you are currently a climber. Is it, is that, that's yeah, correct? yeah. How did you? Well, most. Yeah, yeah. So not go on. No, no, sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, mostly I'm a boulderer, so I, I started climbing when I was, I think, 11. Me and my father decided to go to the gym once a week, and then it, the the amount of times I went per week just got up higher and higher. So um, at some point, I think at the age of 16, I, I um, looked for someone that could train me, and then with 18, I started a year of competitions uh, in professional climbing, but I wasn't that good. And then I finished school and went to New Zealand. And in the plane, I saw my first episode of American Ninja Warrior. Okay. And, and sometimes people uh, compare it to Takeshi's Castle. Maybe you know that as well. I've and heard I, of that, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen Takeshi's Castle when I was a child. And um, I, was, I always was like, okay, I want to do that. Uh, that looks like fun. And then I saw Ninja Warrior on, uh, on the plane to New Zealand and um, then I was like okay that actually looks like something I really want to do I got back a year later and then I started working for a TV company and then their stunt, stuntman um, asked people on Facebook if they would like to apply for Ninja Warrior Germany which will be coming to Germany at that point which was four or five years ago so I immediately texted him got in and since then, I've always competed on the German version of Ninja Warrior. That's, that's kind of like my my story of sports. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a very nice uh, condensed way to, to to put it. How did you? So, what was it about bouldering when you were eleven years old? What when you when why did you decide to to get into it? You and your dad. Okay. Yeah. So, I've 
I've been climbing around the trees of my parents' garden since I was a tiny child. And I actually can't remember a time without me climbing. Um, and I've always been climbing, just not as regularly since uh, the age of 11. And um, I started with lead climbing, mm. you know, with a rope. Mm -hmm. And at some point I was like, ah, I... I honestly prefer bouldering, so I, I kind of uh, took a step back from the, the ropes and uh, focused more on bouldering. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, I also do loads of park parkour. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I started it. I, I just guess I love, love the control you get when you do bouldering. Mm. The tension, you have to be able to control your whole body and... Um, in different kinds of aspects. I love the new school bouldering, which is a lot of jumping and uh, several movements tied together or chained together. And um, the old school bouldering as well, which is more uh, about static movements and power in your arms and control. Mm. So I guess that's what, what makes it so enjoyable for me. Yeah, interesting. So uh in germany where do you live in germany like what what area i live in cologne which is uh oh, yeah, we western this. part of germany that's right i think i told you i studied there at the uh at the spoho oh no way yeah i spent four where months did you study? at the deutsche spoho schule oh nice yeah, yeah many friends studying there awesome yeah yeah like four uh five years ago yeah wow that's crazy um oh, that's so yeah, I love Cologne. I know it, I think, fairly well. So, um, did you uh, did you go to that university as well, or you? I actually didn't. I didn't study oh. anything with sports. I studied media and computer science, ah. which always shocks people a little bit because everyone here in Cologne expects me to study at the um, Spoho mm. at the, um, <laughs> University for Sports. Um, but yeah. And I'm actually going to do my master's in something completely different, which will be ga computer game development. Oh, so, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, did you, you didn't grow up in Cologne. You, I'm assuming you well, grew up. Well, kind of, yeah. Next oh, you really? Cologne. Yeah, okay. I grew up in Bergstadtbach, which you probably have never heard, heard of. No. But you've heard of the most famous person we, that went to my school, which is Heidi Klum. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I so, definitely yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I've actually, um, I've met Corbin on ultimate beastmaster, right? Mm. And, um, ultimate beastmaster was something for me, uh, something really special because, um, they, they, a friend of mine recommended me and I didn't even think of applying. And then a day after the deadline, we, we went to my local gym here um, and sh um, shot an application video. So I handed that in and, uh, and they actually wanted me at some point, which I was really, really um, excited about. I didn't expect that. Mm. So I went there and, um, you know, I, I come from uh, being a really insecure, not really fit type of person to being quite secure fit type of person. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, I still have loads of doubts, like probably all of us, but, um, mm. it was, it was a really good journey. And uh, my sports helped me to, um, build up enough, enough of self-esteem and just, just become a grown up. 
I guess. That's interesting. We'll, we'll get to Beastmaster, but oh, whoops. <laughs> no, all good. So tell, tell, tell me about that a little bit more. So were you feeling like this as a, I guess, as a teenager, like when you started climbing or beforehand? Yeah, probably. I was always the, um, the, the small, weak person. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, luckily I didn't get bullied or something. Uh, I had really, let's say really nice positioning in, yeah. um, in school. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely that I, I was always looked at the, at the guy. I was always the last one being picked for, for, for example, for the teams when we play whatever football and I still suck on football. It's probably still be the last one to be picked. That's but, fair enough. Um, yeah. But um, honestly, yeah, we, um, at some point, I remember there was a small turning point where I, I got some my, the person that trained me, um, I was on a six week break with my uh, family. Uh, we went to Austria for vacation for three weeks. And then I got back and at some point he, um, that was actually a turning point for me. He said, oh, Max actually got a bigger biceps now. And um, <laughs> yeah, that, at, at this point I was like, oh, nice. Maybe I'm not the weak guy anymore. And uh, till then, um, of, um, from this point on, I uh, kept training, um, but I I took a step back from the um, German climbing competitions because that was no fun, and I just kept training for the stuff I love, and that brought me to where I am right now. Yeah, and that was actually quite a nice point. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, how old were you when you had that turning point? Were you? I think sixteen. 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 Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you just, did you start to take climbing more? No, sorry. You said you, you weren't, you weren't climbing competitively as much. So, no. so what, what did you shift your focus to? Uh, to enjoy it. Just to enjoy it? Um, yeah. Well, I always have the ambition to be stronger, mm. but I'm also really, really lazy. For example, when I go climbing, I just climb. I don't do any exercises. Um, well, not mostly at least um <laughs> sometimes i i can uh force myself to exercise yeah um but most of the time i just go go climbing maybe maybe stretching um same with parkour same with handstands i do loads of handstands mm. and um so I, I guess it's just i got to the point where i'm right now just doing loads of the stuff i love Mm. combined with a few few exercises yeah of course and and what didn't you what didn't you like about climbing competitions the uh, competition oh sorry (laughs) it's okay the uh the competitions themselves i actually like besides the fact that i got extremely nervous which still haunts me to be nervous at competitions Mm -hmm. um but i love meeting all the people and traveling throughout uh, germany Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about it was the way we trained for them okay. because um, enjoying it wasn't, wasn't the main focus of our training. Um, and I still think I could train and have fun for these competitions. But my, my trainer at that time, we, I just couldn't connect to him and he couldn't connect to us. Mm. Um, so 
I guess what I most hated about competitions was the way we trained. And okay. uh, after that, I changed that immediately because I dropped out of that training group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So when you were on that plane to New Zealand, what was it about watching Ninja Warrior that you saw that, that you knew you wanted to do that? Why, why did you have that change? <laughs> yeah, probably the thought um, that everyone has. Looks easy. I can do that. And then most <laughs> people do it and they fail. Um, luckily, I didn't. But um, yeah, I, it just looks fun. And I guess that's why we all do it. Okay. So <laughs> nothing, nothing big behind it. I just saw it and was like, oh, damn, I really want to do that. Because I knew I could do it. Because I've been doing stuff like that all my life. Interesting. So take me to your first season. So obviously you, you, you've been on all of them, as you said. What was... What was that like? You have to tell me the stats. I, I was I was looking before. I couldn't I couldn't find any. Oh, not that I couldn't find any. I, I didn't get them up in time. So tell me tell me about your first season, um, how it felt running the course, your experience, um, how you went. Okay, so the first season was obviously something completely new for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know how to prepare, and I I just went in there. Um, the first season, we only had um, two qualification rounds, well, per person, mm-hmm. and um, the finals. We didn't have semifinals. Um, so I went in there, shot my first episode consisting of the two qualification rounds, mm-hmm. and made it as the fastest to advance to the finals. Wow. Which was awesome for me because um, I went there with two friends, and that one friend uh, is just uh unhumanly strong um and while training he he's always better than me yeah and in that episode i was one second faster than him nice. and that was just a funny thing between us and i i was really happy about that so yeah and then we had advanced to the finals and um i was really really nervous in front of both episodes um or before both ep- episodes but when we got to shooting the finals I was so nervous, um, and then I looked at uh, Germany's, uh, one of Germany's strongest climbers was there as well. His name is mm. Jan Hoya. Maybe you've heard of him. No, I and, can't um, say. No. Okay. So I saw him eating yogurt and cereals or whatever. and So I was like, okay, if he's eating that, I can eat that because I was feeling sick. Yeah. Um, so I ate that, and after uh, afterwards, I kept feeling sick and I, it actually got a little worse so I had to go to the warm-up to get ready for for my run and then I I went into stage one of the finals mm. um, conquer every obstacle except the last one which is the invisible ladder and I tried to take a break before going in uh, but as you probably can tell while you're in the uh, in the course and um, waiting or taking taking a few seconds for yourself to to catch a breath, mm. um, it always feels way longer than you than it actually is. Mm. So you feel like you've been there for half a minute, but you've actually been there for five seconds. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I guess that was my problem at that point. So I went in, and I just couldn't couldn't get up there. Mm. Um, had to let go of the of of, of the uh, invisible ladder. I think four meters in, and. Then yeah, I just fell. The they wanted to interview me, but I had to. I was so exhausted. I had to uh, take a break first, and then. But 
I, I guess it was really successful um, season for me. It was my first season, made it to the finals mm. and um, was way better than I expected to be. Mm. And uh, since then, yeah. Wow. Um, so what, obviously, you know, you were being shown the, you were being shown the course, um, shown how to do the obstacles. I'm assuming Shane, uh, Griffin was probably there, uh, <laughs> probably demoing everything for you or whoever, whoever was working with ATS. When you saw those obstacles, how did you feel when you saw them being demonstrated? Mm, honestly, I can't describe you the feeling from the first season. I can only describe you the fe- uh, feeling of the uh, last season. Okay. Fair and enough. yeah, Shane, Shane was there, um, and I've been I've known uh, other uh, testers, so I got um, I went training with Shane the day before. He didn't tell me anything about the obstacles, but when we got there, uh, we were joking about uh, a lot of stuff. And uh, since it was my fifth time, I felt quite comfortable. Mm. I remember uh, earlier seasons, I was really really nervous, asking loads of silly questions which were completely unnecessary probably you always have this one guy that asks way too many questions and you're like come on let's just go you gotta make it behind that obstacle past that obstacle <laughs> yeah i was that guy i i was asking loads of different questions um so yeah this season was uh, way more relaxed because i knew most of the obstacles already mm, mm. it's interesting yeah. uh it's it, it's amazing what that kind of experience how much, how reassuring it is knowing that you've, you have, you know, years of training and understanding the, the filming process. Yeah. It makes such a big difference. Um, but that's it kind does. of, and, and, and this is the reason why I've sort of created this podcast, you know, there's interviewing as many different ninjas as I can learning what mm-hmm. their experiences are like, because I think every bit of information helps and anyone who's hearing this who might apply can take, you know, bits from what you're saying, bits from what Corbin is saying and make their own sort of, uh, I guess, assessment or ability, uh, you know, yeah. develop that ability to take in that information. So no, it's good. I think, I think it's really important. So, yeah, definitely. so how, um, how, I mean, I guess how successful have you been, I guess, from season one? So you, you had, you had, a, you had a great start. Um, how, how is it, how have you been able to maintain I guess your level or your composure, because I'm assuming the okay. pressure the pressure would go up for you. Yeah, um, yeah, the pressure always goes up, especially because you expect yourself to perform, mm. and then you think expect other people to expect you to perform well. Mm. Um, but um, I can right away say, so far from the seasons that have been aired. I've never made last man standing or, or climbed the mount, oh. but um, I've always made the finals. So mm. uh, I've made finals in season two, three, and four. I can't talk about season five yet because That's okay. it hasn't been aired. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But uh, in season two, <laughs> I made it to the finals and we had a semifinal as well, but um, I failed on the second obstacle. So we had the, um, I think, five step 2.0. Um, and then we had a trampoline to something I can't remember and I just couldn't reach it. (laughs) So I just dove into the water and yeah, that was it. Season three, I 
uh, was the first uh, season where I was able to finish stage one. Nice. That was awesome, yeah. So I made it to stage two. Uh, we had the hourglass drop. I couldn't, again, the trampoline, I couldn't reach the second part of the hourglass drop. Mm. Um, but yeah, I made, I think I was top 10. Okay. And that, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then um, season four, I failed on the salmon ladder in stage two again. So stage two of finals, <laughs> which I saw a video of Tim Sheaf. You know Tim Sheaf? I know he the won, name. Uh, yeah, he won a, a UK twice. So I saw a video of him, I think, three years ago, running into the salmon ladder, jumping, and then just um, pulling his bar uh, to the back and just not being able to put it put it in again. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so at that at, when I saw that video, I swore myself. I swore to myself, that will never happen to me. <laughs> Guess what happened to me before? <laughs> so exactly that and uh, that. I was the first person to go out in stage two, which put me on, I think, 21 or something, because in uh, season four, 21 people finished stage one, I think, in the finals. Wow. Yeah. Hey. I mean, it's the worst of the best, so, you know, it's not it's not too bad, but I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, it just felt shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair because, enough. And on the on the other hand, my one of my best friends, he won uh, this season, season four. Yeah. And on the one side, I was there, devastated. I was so mad, and he on the other side was so happy. And then for one second, I or let's just say for five minutes, I was happy for him. Then I had five minutes of me being really sad, and then we just had a beer and uh, had a good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. What um yeah. So uh, it's been a good run. It's been a good run so far uh, with German. So far. I, I've heard very good things about the way the the Germans have have uh, organized the show. I'm not sure if you know Perry. I don't know if you've ever met Perry or have heard of you Perry. You mean the Dutch guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Who doesn't know Perry? Exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. he was telling me it's very well very well shot uh but also just the way that's formatted um you know you've had a, you've had a really really great run why do you think the german ninja war has been so successful compared to mm. say other countries in europe who've started it and maybe not have it hasn't really picked up or they've only gotten one or two seasons why do you think it's so do successful? you mean successful in how many people watch it or do you mean successful in how they shoot it well how they shoot it why people watch it I've heard, I haven't okay. watched this particularly, but I've heard very good things about it. Yeah. Um, I guess the way it's structured is because it sounds like a cliche, but that's how Germany works. They, they, yeah, well, they are a good exa- example. They, they put loads of effort in it. We don't shoot outside. We don't shoot at night, which I think is easier to, to maintain, to structure, mm. and to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that America shoots at night and I think Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I, I have no idea how many athletes you have per day, but I think we have a maximum of 50 to 60. Okay. okay. Except of the semifinals this year. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, we have 100. Do we have 100? 
I have no idea. Let's just stick with 60 per day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, be, why is it, uh, is it being received so well? I think uh, that's because we, we were lacking a show like that. We were lacking a competitive sports show combined with a bit of entertainment. And the first mm. season was, was uh, the German um, TV um, channel that is showing it. It's called RTL. And mm. RTL is known for its silly, stupid formats. And that was one of the more serious formats. They still had funny people in it. They had people yeah. with costumes, dresses, whatever in it, uh, making just a fun of themselves. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, they had, they had really trained athletes uh, from kind of everywhere um, with loads of nice stories um, and I guess that's what we have with Ninja Warrior all around the world. Mm. But we, we are just a um, really, really strong country. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the other athletes that are competing along my side. They, mm. they are just really, really strong. And we could see that competing against the other European countries. We had a Four Nations special where we competed against Spain, England, and uh, France and we won quite with a with a distant mm. distance, um, and then we competed against USA, England again, and Japan, mm. and we had the same amount of points like uh, as the USA, mm. uh, and then we went to mount to the mount, and Drew Dreschel was not one second faster than. Alex, who competed, uh, who uh, conquered the mount for Team Germany. So we wow. are quite on the same level to the, well, I wouldn't say same level as the USA, but we are getting there, definitely. Yeah, it's, 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 it's no, it's interesting. It's interesting hearing your, your perspective because I would, I would say also, so with uh, Australia, I mean, the way they shoot it, they probably, uh, shooting wise, they probably shoot it quite well. Like, you know, the budget is mm -hmm. big. I think the issues I have is perhaps sometimes the way they narrate certain stories. Um, sometimes they might put a little bit too much focus on certain stories. Um, whereas the, 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 the Australians like want to see the sporting side of it more. So I think mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like they don't know where they go too much onto the reality side and Mm -hmm. as opposed to focusing more on the sporting side of it. So, I mean, it's still, it's still a good production, but it's interesting. Like we've only been around for, yeah, probably four years. I, I think they just finished filming the fifth. No, they just finished filming the fourth season. I apologize. Uh, which Did obviously, you no, 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 I didn't compete. Um, I haven't been on, I haven't competed since season two, but I was actually accepted onto the American one uh, for this season. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, couldn't run um, the day before oh, no run. They oh, because postponed. Of corona, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I think I couldn't compete on the Australian one because it was like literally as, as soon as I would have finished filming the heat. No, not even. Um, I wouldn't have made it back in time unless they unless they would put me on a, a later heat. So it wouldn't have worked. But um, anywho. Uh, yeah, I think the the Australians, despite only being in four years, have uh, you know the amount of athletes that we have that are just so crazy strong uh, is insane. Yeah. Like to to the point where we actually beat the US. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, yeah, I've yeah. Heard, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, awesome! We, Congrats. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think we we came second in our f- debut of uh, USA versus the world, and then the second time round we actually we actually beat them. So it's in- it's in- it's interesting how you know our two countries yeah. have only been around for you know half the time of America, but we're catching up. Uh, yeah, which is which is I'm awesome. a huge fan of Ashton Herbert. Ah, oh, he's a beast. Looks, he looks on the one side he just looks so strong, on the other side he looks so. Like he doesn't care about, he looks so laid back, you know, oh, just no. like really chill dude. He is laid back. Let me tell you a story about how laid back he is. So this guy, okay. season two, um, they put us into a group. They put us into like a team, not all of us, but just certain ninjas they put into like state teams. Um, okay. And they were trying to put the story together that, you know, it was this state versus Ooh. that state and blah, blah, blah. Ah, okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit silly, but it was fun because, you know, I spent a lot of time with Ashlyn and a few others. And, you know, we had, we did a lot of, oh, fun, yeah. had a lot of laughs. And on that night I had my worst run. So I got disqualified and everyone on my team hit a buzzer except me. So I was, I was pretty like, <sighs> but um, it was funny because Ashlyn was asleep for most of the night, like before his run, they woke him up. They woke him up five minutes before he had to run. He, he did. Oh some- my God. He did some push-ups and then he got up onto the, onto the stage and you could tell he had like, he was still sleepy. He was still half, half asleep. <laughs> the guy, the guy goes and does his run. He is so fast. The cameras and the hosts are running to keep up. with him. <laughs> and then he, he, he goes, hits, hits the buzzer before he hits the buzzer. He looks up like, Oh, all right. All right. Here we go. And then just goes, runs, hits the buzzer. So yeah, yeah. You oh. know, <laughs> fastest time of the night <laughs> holy shit is that where he get, got the name Flashman from from that run I don't know if it was from that run I think we've always called him Flash I think probably from okay. season one um, okay but yeah but that's it, amazing yeah it, it was I holy shit I remember it was just <laughs> it was so funny I was just like man this guy is half asleep and he's still faster than everyone um, so yeah he's he's a freak he's a freak of nature just genetically uh, genetic wise, like his hands are just the size of tree trunks. Um, yeah. And his proportions. See, that's, that's like uh, the friend I was talking about earlier that I was one second faster. Oh yeah. He is, uh, he's dude. When you train with him, that's, that's how I got so good. To be honest, that's mm. what, how I got so good because when you train with him, his name is slutty. All right. And when you train with slutty, um, at some point, he'll, he'll um, just um, ask you or challenge you to do one thing. And um, you're like, okay, dude, that's impossible. No human being can do that. And we tr- mostly train as a group of three, okay? Yeah. So Philip, Slutty, and me. And then Slutty comes up with that challenge. And we are all like, that's impossible. 30 minutes later, all of us have done it. <laughs> that's how training with Slutty is. And that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's what makes us so strong and uh, just keeps pushing ourselves. Yeah, we have, we have, a, we have a, a, a group of four key athletes um, from Victoria. Ashlyn's one of them. Victoria, obviously, yeah. the state that I live in. And Ashlyn, a guy named Charlie, Zach, and Dan. Uh, Dan's yeah, been... Them. Yeah, Dan. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, so those four, um, especially leading up to this season and especially last year they've you know trained together as a pack 
And the stuff they were doing was just on a whole nother level. And it was exactly what you just said. They were just challenging each other. You're just watching like, yeah, it's great. I want to be able to do that, but I'm going to kill myself <laughs> yeah. in, the, in yeah. the pursuit of trying to get that move. So I stayed away, but um, no, no, definitely training with some of them and learning from some of them individually. It's critical. If you're not training with people who are miles Pushing better than you. you. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's always net. It's really necessary to find the balance between them actually motivating you mm. to making you feel so bad that you wouldn't really want to try it out. So, and I guess that's, you've got to find the line between that. Yeah. I had a moment like that when I was uh, in the U S uh, before, uh, before we actually filmed, I was traveling around. So I was, I had an amazing trip beforehand, you know, I went to train with Joe Morosky and then, and you know all sorts of big the ninjas. weatherman the weatherman yeah trained with him and and uh trained in houston but i i on my way back to la i stopped off in chicago uh to hang out with uh tyler yamuchi who's like the shortest man shortest male competitor in america and we went climbing with like flex lebrec and ethan swanson and michael torres and obviously that's, yeah. com- that's coming off the backing of that, you know, the year, obviously drew one, you know, those guys made it to stage three. So we went climbing and I've never felt so weak in my life, man. I was just watching these guys doing V eights, V nines. And it's just like, man, I'm struggling on V fours. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's crazy. But Some what of are, you, guys- are you a climber? No, not at all. I- yeah. yeah. See recreation. So- Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well then, the, yeah, I, I get the feeling. Well, sorry. Again That's for okay. That. We That's had, okay. Um, we had we had um we had something similar like that. Um, after the semi, oh, not semis. I'm not gonna talk about this season because I'm gonna spoil something probably. No, nope, no, nope, okay. don't don't just, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Just be before this season. We yeah. went to a friend uh to 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 a friend of mine who has a garden in his garden, he has a pool and he actually built obstacles on top of that pool. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yes. And uh, we had this one guy, his name, maybe you've heard of him. His name is Rene Caselli. He's competed uh, on elephant yeah, dude. Elephant yeah. 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 Uh, so he's competed on Sesuke as well. And I think made last man standing. Um, and we trained in, the, in my friend's backyard over the pool and Renee has been there for, I think one month already. Wow. Uh, and I, I've trained there once before and we started moving around and the show was about to, to start, right. Mm-hmm. To start filming. And I, I knew because of Corona, I, I wasn't at the top of my, yeah, you know, I mm. wasn't that fit. Like yeah. I should have trained more, but I couldn't really. Yeah. Um, so we've trained and I've always been one of the, the good, good ninjas here to not to sound like a douche, but I, yeah. Okay. That sounds douchey. Whatever. It's so truth. It's fact. We, we, we put up stages and Renee just smashed them. Mm. And that was so exhausting for me. And he did them with such an ease. And afterwards, I remember talking to the guy who's, who's the owner of the backyard. I, was, Fuck, I feel so bad. <laughs> 
I feel so bad. And that was right before season five, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's just don't compare yourself to others. So important. Keep, yeah, keep, keep uh, take that as a motivation. But especially when it comes to Ninja Warrior, it doesn't matter how good you are. You can always misplace your feet or have a bad day mm. and just do something completely silly and you'll fail. And even the best, even Renee could have failed in stage one of the heats. So, mm. no, 100%. Yeah, it's just, it was, I, I, I know how you felt back then. That's what I <laughs> no, wanted it was, to tell you. It was good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't compete because I got really like sick, not from Corona, but just from the amount of flying I did in such a short time. Yeah. I, I was literally four or five flights in six days. So I was just, oh, yeah, man. I was yeah, not, that sounds, sounds so, hard. Yeah. It worked out well, I guess. So hopefully next year, uh, everything will be okay. So tell me, so tell me about Beastmaster. So how did that come around? How did you get onto that? And how does that, com- how does that compare to, uh, to Ninja? To Ninja, how does it compare? So, uh, I mean, they just, they asked me and, um, I sent in that, that, that stupid video um, where I had to do a plank and push-ups and pull-ups and whatever stupid exercises that I'm not good at. But <laughs> some, so, somehow I must have convinced them. And the, I actually put in my application that I competed on Ninja Warrior Germany. And I think that made, made them take me as well because they knew I could do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, then I got the confirmation and back then I was still living with my parents. So I went down, screamed, yeah, I'm going to, uh, to LA. And uh, I think a month later, I hopped onto the plane. We almost missed the plane here in Germany. Oh no. But yeah, yeah. That would have been, oh, wow, that would have been bad. So we went there <laughs> and um, we were all quite exhausted from the flight We and the um, jet lag. Yeah. But um, we when we arrived at at the airport, picked up by, by a cab, went to the hotel, which was extremely nice. And then at the evening of that day, we was the first time we met all the athletes from all the nine different countries mm. and had a, a PowerPoint telling us what's about to happen, how, how we have to compete. And um, it was pretty, pretty exhausting, the mm. whole thing, because... Um, we were shooting till 6 a.m. We had to get up at sometimes at 12 again um, wow. to do uh, noon shoots and then have to go in the evening back to the set because the other people were competing and we had to cheer sh- cheer for them. Mm. So I didn't get much much sleep and um, I was on the last episode to be, to be shot on day three. And I think we had three heats um once uh two semi-finals and one final episode mm. and i was on the on the third day for the heats um but the first episode of that day and i remember i didn't sleep at all in that night like wow. i think maybe an hour and um i remember calling my mother at, at, at the morning i'm like mom <laughs> i was <laughs> i was crying out i'm like mom i'm not gonna do it I have no idea how I'm supposed to do it. I, I didn't sleep. She was like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to do it. I mean, you have to. Uh, you're there already. And 
I remember right before I had to go for the run, I, I was like, okay, because I get stressed out a lot, right? I'm mm. so nervous. I doubt myself. Even though I know what I can do, I'll doubt myself. In Ninja Warrior, if I have to go, I'm like, mm-hmm, hopefully I don't fail the five-step. And experienced ninjas don't fail the five-step. Mm. But every time I have to do it again, I'm like, mm-hmm, please don't fail it. <laughs> and I had the same there. I was really scared of failing. But I told myself, and that helped me uh, a lot. I told myself, I'm here for a reason. I'm not bad. I'm good. I'm here for a reason. They picked me because they think I'm good enough. And um, so I went in. And yeah, it worked out. Worked out. I I think I was the first one to finish stage one to to that point. So that actually was quite nice. And what do the obstacles uh, feel like compared to the new ones? What do they feel like? Because they're crazy watching them. It's like, what? A little bit. It it feels a little bit more like um, what what a guy in his backyard would build. So it doesn't feel as professional, I'd say. It looks professional, right? Yeah. The whole beast is massive. And when you get there uh, in the night, it's actually quite intimidating. But um, when you touch the obstacles, they don't feel as smooth as Ninja Warrior. I I love the show. I love competing. Mm -hmm. But it's different. And I still feel like um, I made second place just out of nice... um, um, The competition was good for me, right? I feel like if we had three other Germans with me that I'd pick to to win, Mm. I probably would not have made second second place. Mm. Um, But uh, so... It's it's different. The um, for example, the first obstacle is a is a beam that you have to go across. Mm. That is kind of curved, uh, and it has this s- silica around it, which makes it kind of um, soft. Yeah, and um, you start uh, crawling across it, and then you at some point you just stand up on your feet. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel as professional and as um, solid as Ninja Warrior obstacles. Mm. And you have obstacles um, that are motorized and you don't have have that on Ninja Warrior. That is mm. kind of cool, to be honest. Mm. The last or oh, the first obstacle in, in the third stage of Ultimate Beastmaster is uh, you you start on a really fast treadmill and you jump to uh, to um, to uh, how do you call it? It's it's a it's a it's a chain that moves along a a track i remember right. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and you have a lot of momentum and you kind of have to stay calm for i'd say 15 seconds try not to move too much to be able to get control uh, control of it mm. and then go to the next uh chain and if you don't do it first try it's really hard to actually go to to the next obstacle and that that's actually a lot of fun and you don't have obstacles like that on ninja warrior no. So they, they can be more, let's say, extra. They just, they have the money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done a fourth season. Um, yeah. I, 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 do you reckon, do you have any idea why? Do you, do you want just mm, lack, of, lack of interest? So, or? Uh, probably. Yeah? <laughs> probably the, the audience, maybe. When we when we finished shooting season three, we on the after show party they we heard rumors of making a best of 
they wanted to invite the best athletes from each season back in again mm. and let, let them competing against each other, mm. let them compete against each other. But that never happened. And I talked to, to the German hostess and she told me that um, someone said they were not going to do a fourth season. So oh. probably not going to happen. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, yeah. So it was just yeah, such a. Did you did you um did you meet Sylvester Stallone? Bless nah, you, mate. He's, no, that's just thank you. That's just the name. He's not on set, and I think they just bought his name. To be honest, really, um, you never heard anything about him. It's a shame, yeah, but oh. I I don't think he he does anything for that show. But um, maybe just throw money. Yeah. <laughs> throw money put a name on it so people watch it yeah we only met the oh that we met the uh, american producer and that guy ho, holy moly the um we i felt the same when we had the foundation special here that we kind of got treated a little bit better which mm. we really didn't didn't like and the same uh, applied for the Americans on Ultimate Beastmaster. You can you could clearly tell that the producer wanted to win, uh, wanted an American to win. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even. <Yeah. laughs> Didn't even make it to the finals. The final finals. Oh man, yeah, that's funny. Finals. That's funny. Wow. And um, so obviously you filmed season. Uh, five, which is amazing that you're able to get it filmed. Obviously, Australia was the same. Um, US, when not so filmed? much. Um, it's filmed a few months ago in Australia. Um, okay. They they had to move quick, so they had to get you know um, everything oh, so, done. So they made it pre-corona, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So limited audience and and uh, and yeah. whatnot. Um, but obviously with the U S at that time, everything was just going crazy. So, um, they just postponed the, the whole season. Um, so it's not canceled, but it's postponed. Um, but even so, yeah, I heard that. even but, uh, I yeah. heard also rumors about them, uh, inviting certain athletes and someone told me the date. I can't remember. Um, Renee told me that they were shooting it with, I think, a hundred athletes or something. Is that just rumor or is that true? Well, I mean, I don't think any of the, uh, and I, I don't, I won't go into details. Um, okay. Just, just, okay. just, 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 just in case. Um, but yeah, they they look to potentially um, film again. I won't be, I won't be going uh, this this season. There's no way I can get out of the country uh, at the moment. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, uh, I, I will be okay for next season. Nothing's confirmed. Um, they can't confirm if you're guaranteed. Um, so people who will not be selected, who have not been selected for this uh, shorter season, um, will be top of mind for next year. But, um, I think I'll be okay. Uh, my story's pretty unique and I've already filmed, we've already filmed my backstory and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I think I should be okay, but nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. What's your story? 
Well, obviously, uh, you live in Australia. Um, <laughs> no, so that's yeah. that's the <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the first thing. So obviously, in order to be on the traditional show, you have to be U.S. citizen. So I was obviously I was born over there, and I moved to Australia um, oh, after okay. yeah after nine eleven, um, where my stepdad was working uh, around um, around all that. So that was a uh, sort of caused the him to come back because he's Australian him to return to Australia which um, led to my mother and I also moving down um, after him so and I have never moved back so it was a pretty big uh, catalyst I guess uh, in my yeah. life um, so yeah my story is I guess interesting to some extent um, yeah which I, I was surprised that they would uh, take me on so like this makes me the first ever kind of uh, person from Australia, even though I'm dual citizen, but the first ever Australian to compete on the traditional season. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're making they're making a big deal about it. So we'll see what happens for next year. But um, I guess that's how TV works, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So what's um yeah. so so training wise, what are you doing at the moment to uh? Um, to stay healthy corona. and corona. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, um, I enjoyed the, I had a good time. The uh, sounds hard, but the first month of Corona, because obviously I wasn't really, um, affected that much. The only way I was affected was I couldn't go to my gyms. I started buying groceries for my grandparents and stayed in a lot, but I started skating again and I started running again mm. and I stopped climbing which I think was really, really good for my general motivation um, because it's always good to take a step back sometimes and to take a break from what you do most of your time. I've, I'm completely back into climbing now. Like I, I was yesterday, I'm about to go training again today. I'll nice. go in two days and I train, train, train a lot again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love... Um, different kinds of sports i love skating even though i suck um i hate running but it makes you feel good that's why i do it and um yeah that that that's how i trained um while corona and now the uh, our gyms have reopened and i started lead climbing again which i stopped as i told you when i was about i think i stopped doing that when i was 18 or something yeah and um uh so yeah lead climbing bouldering parkour loads of sports i love it i think it's great that you've done you probably i mean gymnastics have you ever done did you ever do gymnastics at all nope no just like, in school it's like but the tri I feel like yeah. they missed out on a good gymnast i think i should have done it i love <laughs> gymnastics <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you've you've gotten two out of the three. Uh, I call it the trifecta for ninja. So, I mean, I think I think you're you're pretty well you're pretty well covered. What's the third? So, uh, I think the, the you know so parkour, rock climbing, yeah. and gymnastics. Yeah. If you if you've done oh yeah, if you've done, I think the most fundamental is probably gymnastics. So that's probably the most trans transferable skill. Rock climbing, really. I, I think so. Cool. You reckon? Yeah. But yeah, keep going. Well, the only reason why I say gymnast is 
or gymnastics is because there's that strength element as well. And there's that awareness. There's obviously a, probably a higher level of awareness with parkour, hundred um, percent. But there's that awareness of, you know, coordinating the hands and arms, you know, on apparatus. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas parkour, uh, it might be getting from point A to point B, which is definitely, you know, allow you to be super efficient. But I, I find then if you don't have the the strength as well, it might, it might, it might affect, but I think I would, I probably most parkour athletes are probably still quite strong because I, I do watch a lot of them and I do a lot of bar stuff. So, you know what, you're probably right. You're probably parkour is probably the most, now that I'm thinking you know- about it. You know why? Why I'd say parkour is more important than gymnastics, and I, I'd actually say that climbing is more important than gymnastics as well. But um, I'd say parkour is uh, gymnasts. They don't have that much grip strength. Mm. They always seem to have much grip grip strength, but they do not most of the time. Mm. Um, still, they are amazing. Like I love gymnasts. I'm not. Mm. I don't want to say gymnastics are bad or something. Oh I no, of course think not. That Parkour athletes are more adaptive, and I think yeah. you have to be adaptive in this You're right. area. You're right. They they train when you train for gymnastics, you train this these exercises over and over and over again, always the same. Whereas when you train for parkour, you train on in different locations, uh, different kinds of movements, swinging, jumping, balance, and uh, and yeah, you learn to be adaptive, and I think that's the most important skill for a ninja warrior to be adaptive to be able to move your body in new and unexpected um, positions. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know why I said that about gymnastics. Everything you're saying, I'm like, that makes no sense. So yeah, <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're hundred uh, percent right on that. And obviously yeah, climbing easily hundred percent. And I feel like at least the good thing about climbing is climbing is kind of something that anyone can sort of get started with. Whereas yeah. I feel like with parkour, there's certain elements of movement that you need to have already have to some extent. You can get started with it a hundred percent, but like, I feel like it yeah, takes it's harder to, harder to, to not learn feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the and the climbing f- seems it's pretty straightforward. Whereas parkour is more complex. Yeah. And, and, and I think the fear element, I think that's probably where, um, I think parkour definitely has a huge advantage is that element of, 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 of that lack of fear that you yeah. have to develop or else, you know, it could be game over. So yeah, definitely. It makes, you know, Ninja War obstacle course look like, you know, piece of piss as we say, <laughs> you know, super easy compared to, you know, jumping across buildings or, or f- connecting and flowing um, some interesting liches or movements. So yeah, no, I think you're right. I think parkour is probably the, the, the most transferable transferable skill, but probably one of the hardest to learn. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, the what I say about climbing is that the beginning is easier, but mastering it is quite hard. So oh, of course, you just have to put in so much effort to get strong. I I'd say it's the other way around for parkour. Well, mm. nah, nah. It's re- also really hard to master parkour, but. Um, climbing especially the grip strength is so hard to to build up grip strength for grown-ups especially Mm. because they have to be careful not to to do too much because Mm. then you'll hurt your joints and your fingers are not 
not used to it yet, but mm -hmm. you're used to training in a pushy way to push to your limits. And uh, I'd say, especially when it comes to your fingers, you kind of have to go slow, mm. not do too much, obviously train them, but not to do too much because they're just not used to holding your full body weight. Yeah. And then swinging on your fingertips, maybe with your whole body. And that's just at some point climbing, you have to slow down. Yeah. And be careful. No, absolutely. And uh, one last thing. So what are maybe three things people should think about before they try and, you know, get on Ninja War, maybe the TV show or, or um, yeah, actually, yeah, we'll probably Compete. skip it to that. Yeah. At a competitive level, what are maybe three things that people should think about before they, they actually apply for the show or get into competition mm -hmm. or try and go straight into competition? What do you, what do I'd you... say the most important thing is being able to hold your body weight and move your body mm -hmm. while, for example, hanging on a bar. If you're not able to do that, then you might not even make it past obstacle number two in the first heat. Mm. So being able to move your body while hanging on to something mm -hmm. is one of the most necessary skills for Ninja Warrior. Um, then knowing that you want to be in front of the camera or that you will be in front of the camera. Um, well, nah, that's not that necessary. But um, hmm, another two important things. So I, I'd say well, number one, hang on to stuff. Number two, being able to make precise jumps. Know that you can put your feet where you want them to, to be. Mm. land where you want to land mm. and number three being able to sprint because um the you don't have to be a good sprinter to compete in ninja warrior but you have to be able to to do loads of different movements chained together in a mm. quite short amount of time and that uh and that you'll have to breathe and that mm. this will be really exhausting overall for your for your body and that afterwards you'll be like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'd say you you'd have to be able to swing well hold on to a bar and move your body land precisely jump precisely and being able to kind of sprint i like it i don't it. know yeah i had to come up with that stuff maybe I'll, be, I'll tell you something else when I had an hour to think about it, but right now I'm <laughs> happy okay. with that. No, I, I, I think those three are definitely, definitely valuable. I mean, I do like the, the what you said about the camera. I, I often uh, talk a lot and try and reinforce to people the importance of understanding that it's a TV show and, and, and yeah. it's TV show first, sporting event second. So yeah, I think, I think be, yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, what you said, especially the the cardio side, I'm really realizing how important that is in doing you know course runs as training, mm -hmm. you know, not mm -hmm. just training individual obstacles and you know link yeah, them all. Definitely, you know, put put a time limit on it. Um, try and beat that time limit, you know, so that you're trying to move faster. I think yeah, no, I, I've really learned from 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 doing that. But Max, thank you so much for for coming on. I've uh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too, man. Thank yeah. you for inviting me.
no, no, absolutely. I no, appreciate you coming on. And yeah, we'll, we'll definitely hopefully do this again sometime. Uh, yeah, I'd be down, man. Hit me up. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Way of the Ninja podcast. If you would like to be kept in the loop, please subscribe today. If you would like to help support the podcast and help us grow, please consider becoming a Patreon member today. There is a link in the show notes or else you can go directly to our Instagram page at 52 ninja